Hello, hello. Is it just me, or is anyone else having a hard time keeping track of what day of the week it is? I feel like ever since March 13th, I just can't keep track of the day of the week. We've missed the garbage pickup multiple times. I feel like Sundays are usually the day that I ground myself. That's a day that feels different than every other day. So I remember, okay, today's Sunday, but by lunchtime on Monday, I'm already confused. <laughs> that sounds so silly, but I really am struggling to keep track of what day it is. Um, anyway, I hope I'm not alone in that. Also, so random, but a few days ago, my mom reached out. It was late at night. She sent me a text and she was like, Erin, you have to take down your podcast. You repeat the same thing twice, like a really big chunk. And she pointed out a couple of other errors that I had, um, editing errors and recording errors. And I have to admit, at first, I felt so embarrassed. And then I realized, you get what you pay for. No, I'm just kidding. No, I realized, yeah, I'm human. <laughs> And I'm making a podcast, and I'm not a professional podcaster. And anyways, I make mistakes. So thank you to all of you who listened to that same chunk twice. I hope it was valuable for you. I hope it really sunk in. Or if you skipped it, even better. I'm glad you were able to maximize your time. Um, but anyways, I just wanted to let you know I am human. So phew, glad we got that out of the way. Um, but seriously, thank, thank you for listening. Thank you for being patient with me as I'm ironing out the kinks and, and figuring out how to best go about um, recording and publishing this podcast. I'm definitely new at it and figuring it out. But thank you for being here and thank you for being patient with me. So today I wanted to focus a little bit on a question that I get a lot. Um, and the question is, is it possible to love your body and still want to change it. And I think this question is simple and yet complicated because we live in a society, and we've talked about this in past podcasts, where there's just so much shame involved in our bodies, right? The size of our bodies and the shape of our bodies and the aging of our bodies and, and things like that. And, and so I think it's really natural when we choose to separate ourselves from that world and to learn to be more intuitive and more introspective and to let go of a lot of those ideas and those teachings. And then it's often ironic when, as we're trying to pursue this journey of body peace and body love, we start to feel shame once again, because we still maybe want to make some changes to our body. So here's what I have to say. In your journey towards self-compassion and body peace, there is no room for shame long-term, right? Shame is a natural emotion. Embarrassment is a natural emotion that we feel all the time and consistently, and that's okay. But we cope with it and we let it go. Um, so there is no place for shame within the body peace journey. I just think that that's an important thing to, to address, but also with response to this question, is it possible to love your body and still want to change it? it? Like I said, it's a nuanced question. It's a really nuanced question, but the ultimate answer is yes. So for example, I have terrible eyesight. Like I, when my contacts are out, 
I am pretty darn blind. And I really wish I had better eyesight. It would be so nice not to have to put those in every morning and take them out every night. But here's the deal. My poor eyesight, I I wish that that would change, but it doesn't consume my thoughts. It doesn't stop me from living my life. I definitely have to make adjustments, like I can't free dive without goggles, or when our family goes camping, I have to make sure and bring my glasses and keep them by my bed so that when my children wake up in the middle of the night and need to go to the bathroom, I can safely take them. Um, but, But my poor eyesight and me wishing I had better eyesight, it doesn't affect how I interact with others. I don't beat myself up about it or label myself because of it. And I'm still able to feel so much gratitude for all of the other things that my body is able to do. You might be thinking, okay, Erin, wait a second. (laughs) Eyesight and body size are not the same because you can't do anything about your eyesight. It's genetic. Well, the truth is, is that as much as we like to believe that we can mold and shape and change our bodies, studies and research have shown that the size of your body is often a result of your genetic blueprint. So it's not that we can't do anything about our body size, but we can influence it a lot less than we actually think we can. But here is where these things are actually very similar, this comparison between eyesight and body size. I, I do do something about my eyesight, right? I wear contacts. And I realize at this point in my life, that's all that I can do until I choose to get LASIK. So I let it go, right? I don't make my poor eyesight a moral issue. I don't define myself by it, which is often what we do when we criticize ourselves about having a larger body. So yes, you can still love your body and want to change it. But also pursuing this path, it can get a little bit murky. And so I think that being aware of your motives and your reasons for wanting to change your body can be really, really powerful. The truth is, is that I believe that you are the only one who has the ability to make right choices for your body. No one has the right to tell you what you should and shouldn't be doing for your body. So for me to say, that you should not want to change it is wrong. I believe that making the right choice for your body is is all on you. And it requires a lot of introspection and a lot of self-awareness. And those are practices that we need to develop and strengthen. So with the exception of severe eating disorders or mental illness, which both of those require additional professional help. And oftentimes families and people that we love need to step in and kind of provide some perspective for us in those situations. So with the exception of those things, I believe that every woman has all the tools she needs to be the expert of her own body. You are the only one that can answer this question for you. But I do want to provide some questions for you today or some things to think about as you pursue this idea of, is it possible to love your body and to still want to change it? So the first question I want to pose to you is, why are you trying to change your body? What is it 
that you are truly seeking? What is the end goal? There are lots of answers that I get to this question. One, it's a lot more simple and straightforward. I want to be able to fit comfortably into a pair of old jeans. Okay, you might have something similar. You might have a dress in your closet or or something, your wedding dress or or a pair of pants from before you had a baby or maybe from high school. So I want to ask you, what do those jeans actually mean for you? Let's say that those jeans or that dress was still being made and that money wasn't an issue and that you could just go buy the same pair of jeans in a larger size. Would you do it or would you hesitate? Why or why not? If you feel a little bit of hesitation, then I want you to explore that a little bit more. What is it about the size of those jeans that means something to you? What does it stand for? Because that, the answer to that question is the answer to why you're trying to change your body. Another example that I hear is, I want to be able to run a marathon, or I want to be able to participate in this activity. Do you want to lift a certain amount of weight or finish a particular hike? My question for you is, does your body actually need to be smaller for that activity? Or does it just need to be stronger? Or does your body need to have more endurance? Does it just need a little bit more training? Does your body truly need to be smaller in order to participate in that activity? Another question is, are you changing your body to feel confident? or to feel accepted, or to feel loved, or worthy. If those are the reasons you're seeking to change your body, I just want to say right now that those things will never be found in a smaller body. Are you working to change your body in the name of health? Right. A lot of times people say, you know, I just want to have more energy. I want to be able to be healthy. So here's my question for you. If your current fitness routine and eating plan that you're using in the name of health, would you continue to do these things even if your body never changed? Why or why not? Are you working to change your body in order to improve your energy levels? My question to you is, are you also putting as much energy into getting enough sleep and into handling your daily stresses? Are you putting as much energy into getting enough food? Because all of those things also influence your energy levels. As I said before, wanting to change your body is entirely up to you. No one can tell you whether that is a good thing or a bad thing. But I just want to point out some of the common misconceptions and the fallacies that sometimes propel our reasons for wanting to change. Like I posed in the questions above, you know, all of those things are good things. Wanting to have more energy, wanting to be more healthy, wanting to wear clothes that you feel cute in and that you like, wanting to run marathons or lift weights or finish a hike, 
wanting to be loved and accepted and worthy and confident. All of those things are good things. But I think that it's important that we recognize that there's a possibility that the size of our body is not associated with those things at all. So that's what I want to talk about next is that wanting to change your body is entirely up to you. And so if you are seeking to change your body, I want you to know that you can be doing it from a place of truth and self-compassion and respect. And so below are some of the common misconceptions and fallacies or or lies essentially that are behind a lot of our reasons for wanting to change our body. And I believe that when we try to change our body based on these untruths, um, the foundation of it all will crumble. So here is one of the common problems that often lies um, within our thinking. Number one, we have an incorrect idea of what healthy is. Smaller bodies do not equal health, just as much as larger bodies do not equal being unhealthy. Health is a result of the consistent behaviors that we practice over time. It is not associated with our size. You can successfully run a marathon and have a larger body. You can have good blood pressure. You can have healthy hormone levels. Your triglycerides or the fat in your blood can be healthy. You can have good gut health. You can be rested enough and still have a larger body. Fitness does not mean health. So if your goal is health-oriented, then I want to encourage you to focus on the actual markers that measure your health improvements. Weight and BMI are not some of those markers. Okay, if you want to get healthy, a scale is not necessary. There are other tests that can be done. For example, your blood pressure can be taken. You can have your triglyceride level checked or your blood sugar. You can um, have your cholesterol checked. All of those things are ways that you can monitor your health. But what's interesting is that the treatment or improvement of those things is not a smaller body. It's behaviors, right? It's health behaviors like we've talked about just recently. So the other day, um, I heard someone say this and it took a lot of self-control not to respond because the truth is I, I don't think she was ready to hear what I had to say and that's okay. We're all in different places. Um, but what she said was she said that the body positivity and the body love movement has hurt women deeply because it has made, it has made us think that being obese is okay. And Here's what I want to say to that. Here's what I wanted to say to that. Okay. Self-loathing and shame are not okay. Hating your body and making that hate the foundation of your self-concept is not okay. Discrimination based on body size is not okay. Not consistently moving your body in a way that feels joyful is also not okay. Not giving your body enough food to survive is not okay. Not living the life you want to live because you feel like your body is holding you back is not okay. Being obese or having a larger body is actually just fine. 
If you are practicing self-compassion and if you're participating in joyful movement, if you're getting enough rest and you're taking care of your mental health and you're nourishing your body from a place of love and respect and your body still chooses to be large, you are totally okay. You can find health in a larger body than in the size of body that the world tells you that you should be. Okay, this idea that making peace with your body glorifies being obese is incorrect. And a lot of that comes from the incorrect negatigmas, the incorrect stigmas that we have associated with obesity. We assume that just because someone is obese, they must not take care of their body. They must not exercise. They must eat poorly, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that is not true. What's unfortunate is that oftentimes people in larger bodies feel so much shame about the size of their body that they don't feel comfortable going to gyms and being active, right? They don't feel comfortable. Um, they, they, feel, they feel judged, right, for what they choose to buy at the grocery store and people look at their carts. Like this is, this is an, a podcast topic for another day. The point is to all of this that we need to seriously consider what ideas we have about people in larger bodies and we really need to analyze and question those ideas because making peace with your body does not mean that you are celebrating a, a stagnant lifestyle with no movement, um, lack of proper nutrition, and self-care, okay? But it's important to recognize that you can be involved in every proper health behavior and still have a larger body and still be healthy, and that is okay. So, like I said, number one, one of the problems that lies within our thinking and in our motivation for changing our bodies is that we have an incorrect idea of what healthy is. Number two is that we think that being skinnier or more toned actually makes us happier. But research shows that that's entirely incorrect. And the reason is, is because happiness and confidence and worth and feeling loved, all of those things are a result of your thoughts. So having the courage to be honest with yourself and ask the hard questions, kind of similar to the ones I posed at the beginning of this podcast, asking those questions will help you to truly diagnose what your true motives are in changing your body. And when you ask yourself those questions and then you do the work to process through the answers and make changes in your behavior and in your thinking, that is where, that is where the power lies right? That is, that is how you'll know whether this pursuit of changing your body is from a place of self-compassion and love, or if it's rooted in lack and criticism and incorrect ideas about your body. So number three, the third misconception or lie that we tell ourselves that often inspires us to change our body is that changing our body will help improve our relationship with our body. And unfortunately, that's false. Changing your body will never actually repair your relationship with your body. And our relationship with our body is often at the root of our desire to change our bodies. 
I think that there is a common misconception when we talk about body peace. And that is this idea that we just feel so much love for our bodies that we just, every day we wake up and we're oozing with love for this amazing body that we've been given. And that is not the case at all. Okay. The purpose of body peace is finding peace in your body. It's coming to a place where you may not love every bump and dimple and roll, but you respect it and you feel grateful for your body as a whole, for what it can do for you. I was talking to a friend this morning on a hike and she was saying, you know, I've been doing a lot of this work and, but sometimes I still have these moments where I feel like, oh, I wish I could change this or I wish that this were different or, and, and I, I told her, I'm like, yeah, me too. <laughs> like I've been doing this work for eight years, right? And there's still moments where I see my reflection of my body in a mirror or in a window. And just for one split second, I'm kind of surprised. It, it doesn't look the way that it feels. And, um, and what happens is in that moment, I just get to practice self-compassion. And it's gone to the point where it's something that I've practiced for so long intentionally that it becomes easier, right? That muscle is strong in my brain. It's something that you practice. And, and because we are immersed in these ideas about our bodies, we have constant opportunities to practice and repractice this idea of self-compassion and respect, right? Body peace is treating your body with kindness, even though it doesn't look the way you want it to look. Okay. And body peace is learning how to let go of what you want it to look like and coming to accept and find joy in what it is right now in the present moment. So back to the question that we started with, is it possible to love your body and still want to change it? Like I said, the answer is ultimately yes, but I encourage you to do the work to find out and get to the bottom of why you want to change your body and then analyze, is changing your body something that you can do from a place of self-compassion, from a place of love and respect? Can you continue to improve your relationship with your body as you change it? And I also want to clarify that performance goals like um, being able to do a certain amount of push-ups or to run a certain distance or all of these things, all of those things are so good. And in fact, they are powerful in increasing our body confidence and in increasing our body awareness, okay, our self-confidence and awareness and in our and, and improving our relationship with our bodies. Those are so good. But once again, they're performance-based goals. They're never based on the size or shape of our body. And that's important. That distinction is very important. Thank you so much for your time today. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. And we will talk to you next week.